is the final whistle from the referee. And Atletico Ottawa have clinched their first ever Canadian Premier League final match. ATO after the whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday, giving you analysis, reactions, and hot takes. Patty, we're in the fucking final. What's up, baby? <laughs> Get the fuck in. Get in, boys. Get in. Get we're the in the final. Fuck in. Let's go. Oh, man. Regular season <laughs> champs, and we're in the finals at TD Place this weekend. Uh, personal thank you from me to Malcolm Shaw for that fucking beauty of a goal because yeah. it basically guaranteed me being able to fly home and watch. The, the the boys in TD play see you see everyone else um, you know see the boys in stripes play for the old North Star microwave plate <laughs> the old microwave plate this <laughs> this was on our minds the whole time obviously we it wanted was. to go to the to the finals uh, mm. just because it's amazing but also uh, you know Patty got a non refundable plane ticket from Latvia to come back so it would it's because I knew it's because I knew <laughs> I mean I say that but like as I was watching the game I was like oh my god they better fucking they better not fuck this up <laughs> please don't fuck this up. <laughs> I don't want to go home just to go and sit in the GCP. Oh my God, bro. My heart, my heart, when, when, uh, Meyer Jagir scored, my heart dropped. I was just like, no, (laughs) I can just imagine Stephanie looking over at you and be like, Hmm, you thought that was a good idea. Well, she's the one. She's the one that bought it. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> oh my God! What a what a match! What a yeah. match! I I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I didn't for part of it, but then I did again. So <laughs> it was vintage us, wasn't it? It was vintage. It, it really was. Honestly, it. Uh, I mean, even possession was was classic ATO. Kind of sixty five, thirty five, sixty six, thirty four. Yeah. Um, first first half, I would say, well, a bit of a mixed bag. I'm gonna call it. Um, yeah. the first fifteen minutes, I was like, yo, the boys are on today i was like balu's probably gonna bang one in like well, seriously i mean he had a, he had his signature like opening three minute uh big chance missed <laughs> true 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 um yeah i mean i was I, again I, I it was nice to see pacific on their heels after yeah. the opening whistle i was like yes yeah. this is what we need um i mean it, after that though i'm just gonna say for like the next 30 minutes i think I, I, along with everyone else, were on the edge of their seats because <laughs> it was pretty obvious that I think Pacific was preparing to play against the the low block and the Carlos counter. Yeah. Um, I think they structured their 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 defensive effort to counter that. Um, mm. They were playing balls up through the middle, or sorry, uh, out to the wings more because mm. they knew we have a harder time defending against that yeah. when they stretch out our defense. So. Yeah, little we, give little. we give them the wings, right? Because we have our three at the back, and our wing backs are pushed up right high. So those those wide, deep areas are open for them. Like we yep. we give them that. So they, you know, they have players like Kunle Dadaluk and Nathan Mavilla who can just absolutely exploit that. And you can tell that was the game plan the whole time. Oh, one hundred percent. And I mean, I I don't blame James Merriman for like running that because really yeah. that's that's been the most effective counter to the style of play that ATO puts out. So yeah, you know. Good job picking the right one. Just try harder next time, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, off the top, I'm just going to say it. Josh Hurd and Marco Bustos can both go themselves. Like, 
the amount of like garbage toddler shit that those two were trying to pull during the series, like yeah. like grabbing jerseys and scraping ankles and mm-hmm. elbows and pushing. And I'm like, guys, like this is a professional sport. And yes, you know, people sometimes say like, oh, you know, football is the the gentleman sport play or uh, the yeah, what is it? The hooligan sport played by gentlemen? No, it's gentlemen sport played by hooligans. Yeah. And rugby is the opposite, right? So, yeah. um, I you know I think we're we're expecting a little bit of shithousery. We've been guilty of it, and by we I mean ATO has been guilty yeah. of it in the past. But yeah. I just I, I I got a real vindictive flair from those two, especially during the mm. series. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's just they're frustrated because I think Bustos <clears throat> has basically been a, a a non-factor in in them in these two games, um, or that Hurd and uh, Espeo had gotten tied up so often in the in the last match. But yeah, yeah I just I don't, I don't like to see it. I think it's unprofessional. Um, but I mean, I think I know from uh, you know I think I speak for every single set of ears listening to my voice right now when I say. Enjoy the off season, boys. Enjoy yeah. the off season. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I like, I I understand the attitude, especially from players like Bustos. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who has basically been one of the poster boys for the league. You know, he's in the commercials. Uh, he is. He's yeah. tapped. He's tapped to have breakout seasons for the past two years now, and this one was probably his worst season in the league. Uh, yep. This is not the time in your career when you want to be dropping your worst season in the league. Everyone thought that he was going to be gone last year, or the year before, because of the numbers he was putting up, and. Now the chance of making those moves gets smaller and smaller when you have low period seasons like this one's right. And getting knocked out of the semifinal in the playoffs to us, less a hurt. That must hurt. Yeah. Anybody, oh, for, right? for sure. For sure. But I mean, again, I, I, I don't think that those two, especially like I, I look at the way that some of the other players um, like Aparicio, um, or even Dada Luke, I'm, I'm not a huge Dada Luke fan, but I look, I look at the way that those two <clears throat> dealt with the frustration that Ottawa was yeah. putting up because we are, we're an extremely frustrating team to play yeah. against because no matter how many gajillion shots, and we'll talk about it later, how many shots they had on us this <laughs> game, but no matter how many gajillion shots you get on us, you know, we still come away with a draw or a, yeah. a, a one, nothing or a two, nothing. And so yeah. I get where they're coming from. I get where they're probably frustrated, but like also just like knock off the toddler shit, please. Yeah. I mean, ever, ever since Josh Hurd's uh, handball goal against us months ago, I've, I've basically been uh, on fuck that guy mode anyway. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, those two, I mean, hopefully they, I don't know, I guess, I mean, snowboard or ski i guess golf doesn't really work because it's almost winter but yeah enjoy whatever sport you play that's not the finals of this canadian premier league tune in to one soccer at uh, october 30th <laughs> on sunday and watch the final yeah you guys can watch it from home i guess mm. um i mean as expected in the absence of diego um carlos ran uh, drew in the cb which i think yep. uh well, the writing was on the wall as soon as that yellow card came out of the ref's pocket last game yep. um they went with like a, a five performance. Didn't he, he oh, did he ever like a five four one? Man, like obviously we had Howard Matisse out on the wings, but the Becky Camusa yeah. Costa in the center, like ugh, I loved seeing it. And and to me that was a classic Drew Becky, uh, kind of match. And I mean I'm I'm probably you know spoiler alert going to talk about him a bunch later, but yeah. I do think that the man is a workhorse. The man yeah. puts in the effort, he gets beat to shit, and he's mm. still out there just giving it. So, yeah. and he's an older dude, older, mm. quote unquote. Like he's what, 33? Something like that, 32 or something, yeah. maybe. 32, 33. So, really, he's younger than me. So, I probably shouldn't have said that. But still, uh, <laughs> regardless, he's an older, older, quote unquote, member of the team. Um, yeah. And like the man puts up the just incredible numbers every, every game that he plays. Yeah. And I love seeing him out there. Mm-hmm. Like we, we said it last, we said it last week. Are we worried about Espeo being out? And I was, we were both like, no. 
and this, but I mean, I think secretly, we're... <laughs> secretly, we're all like, it's it's always. I mean, I'm not saying like Becky's bad because he's definitely not. I just think secretly we were all just a little bit concerned because you're changing up a winning formula which we've mm. been using for the last like three games yeah to to something that's not necessarily untested because drew's been there before mm. but i think just just tweaking it a little bit sometimes can be the, the you know the the loose the loose nut that causes the entire machine to fall apart you know like mm. so so i was super stoked when i saw the performance that drew was putting in out there and i was like yeah. yes okay this is this is what we wanted mm-hmm. this is like perfect like positional defensive play that we we know we this know in from our, this club this is how good our defensive depth is yes yes yeah um sissoko in the six obviously uh tabla was like i liked where tabla was this game i mean he's, he's always kind of played a false nine but this one he really kind of leaned into it because we had brian right at the tip of the attack <clears throat> yeah. um and seeing baloo back and forth up the field with ollie directly behind him i really mm-hmm. i really liked seeing it um because he's doing I, his little one twos with like Bahus and stuff were yes, like really really yeah. sweet. Like he had a couple of breaks really early uh, with little ticky tacks like that. It was it was pretty great. He was getting involved. But I think constantly. that's the versatility of Balu Tabla. I mean, yeah. there's a reason that he was in the running for Golden Scarf. There's a reason that he's in. He is one of the two out of five uh, players from ATO that were on for Player of the Year for the Canadian Premier League. And yeah. and it's stuff like it's performances like that mm-hmm. um, that that really show showcase yeah. his his skill set. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, we got we got scored on a set piece. Fucking yeah. shocker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shocker. Uh, but I gotta give the boys credit. I mean, they never really like let up. Um, I don't know if it was the the, the crowd because like, holy shit, you were there. Like the crowd was insane. Uh, seeing well, the I mean, entire south side packed and then to the north why side. When that first when that first early blue chance and like a minute and a half into the game. Right mm. in front of the dub I was like man if the, like uh, that would have been remember last week I was like man if we score early or something it's going to be lights out for the rest of the game and that yeah. would have been sick it would have been a really super boring game of football but getting a getting an early goal in front of the dub would have been just out of this world but yes. it wasn't meant to be we had to do it the hard way but that's fine that's what we do but that's classic Ottawa I <laughs> <laughs> can't do anything the easy way you gotta grind it out yep. um, yeah I mean I, like I, I was watching like I said I was watching here and then it was, man you guys were so loud all game well listen like, to my voice it's it was ridiculous like <laughs> like my it, wife it was, was like the dub has really turned it out and i'm like i know <laughs> it was yeah they had the the bottom half of the north side open i believe the mm. final number um at the end of the day was eight thousand four hundred and twenty something or something which like is that. Ins- which is insane like that's oh. our highest that's our highest sentence all year yeah, highest highest attendance of the year, second highest attendance all time, except this game was all paid attendance. There was no yeah, like, yeah. There's no freebies so given out. Yeah, it was amazing stuff, incredible. Stuff. No, it was it was actually it was incredible to see. Um, and which is why I'm so stoked to be there next week, <laughs> so that I can be a part of that. Um, that being said, no one no one likes to be down one nothing going into halftime, especially yeah. at Letico, because mm-hmm. we've been known to let that one nothing become something more than one nothing yeah. in the past. Um, and especially, like I said, when we were going into a two-one aggregate, forty-five minutes of the game left. That's a real dicey scenario to, to put your guys in. Um, two 0 is the most dangerous lead. You know, it's, they yeah. say that for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, and so to go into to to halftime down, well, down uh, up only two-one. Like all it would have taken would have been you know a Bustos left footer or an Arapaccio from like halfway between the eighteen and the, the half or whatever um, to to really put us in hot water. 
Um, but whatever Cargo said to the boys in the locker room sure worked because they came out guns blazing in the second half, which was excellent. Yeah, I mean, all it would have taken is, is you know, Ingham not making one of those amazing stops in the second oh. half, and then all of a sudden... Oh, my God. Guns, you know, Nathan so. Ingham is yeah. just... Jesus Christ, that he is the best keeper. He is the best keeper. If he doesn't win Golden Gloves after the, even if we lose in the finals, which I'm not, you know, gonna say that we're gonna do that, but, but, honestly, to me, those two games proved why he is in the running for Golden Gloves. But to mm. me, it also proved why he should beat out guys like Carducci for yeah. the Golden Gloves. I mean, Callum Irving, in my opinion, is just he's done. Like he, yeah. he's he's, so it really comes down to those two, Carducci and and Ingham, and I think that after the, seeing those two performances, like that really just puts the, puts the icing on the cake for Ingham to win. Yeah, it's the thing is, is I, th- I if I'm not mistaken, all of this probably only takes into account before the playoffs, which I does know. make sense. Which does make sense, you know. And I know, I know, last season people were saying, "Oh, he only won because of his performance in like the final or something," and I, I get that, you know, that's a valid complaint. Um, but it is, it is funny whether whether it takes into account of the of the voting of the award or not. Uh, the golf between Ingham and uh, Irving in those two games was massive. Oh. To use a word, massive. <laughs> it was the Mar- it was the Marianas Trench of golf. Like, well, it was exactly. huge. I mean, like two, uh, two of our three goals were were basically, errors. Were basically yeah. Irving's fault. Yep. Right. Obviously, which, the first which, one, the chip, was Irving's fault, and then the oh, last big one, time. like Shaw, Shaw's banger. That was a banger, but that was right down the middle. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do think, I do think, in that case, like, I think Irving made a huge mistake on the goal, the the second, like, our uh, first goal in the first leg of the the match. But I think that he was just, yeah, you're right. I think in this case, the mistake was he just didn't know where the hell the ball was, and so by the time it was struck by Malcolm Shaw, he was just like completely out of position. And I was like, I love it, I love it. (laughs) It was like, thank you for handing us that, Callum. I appreciate you. Well, you could tell when they're basically (laughs) flat-footed and he didn't move at all. It was just like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he expected uh, Malcolm to to take a shot around the other side of the defense because there was two defenders, I think, between him and the net, Mm -hmm. and Malcolm took that giant left footer, and I was like, yes. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. Probably wasn't expecting it, obviously, because he's a right-footed player and he was behind two other defenders. He's probably like, there's no way he's cheeky enough to put a rocket right down the middle up at the top but that's uh, exactly what the fuck he did so yep 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 get in so um yeah so i so i I liked seeing honestly when they came out of the second half um the ball movement was great especially out to the wings um every every time i would yell for the like i would i would yell for the them to pass the ball so it would usually either be to like bahus or tiso or carl so usually it was ollie that had the ball i'd be like pass it to carl and like by the time that came out of my mouth he would have passed it to carl or whoever else and i was like oh this see this is the kind of play that that we see kind of like high level up in the stands or, or mm. um, you know, on the, on the TV, because we have obviously like a bird's eye view, yeah. but the fact that we're that either Balu or Ollie were able to read 99% of those plays was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the counters, man, the counters in the second half, when they brought Malcolm and Zach on, I was like, this is the way it should be. Was like the speed of, of Zach kind of like, I'm going to say putting the defense on, on, on like off balance. Yeah. And then Malcolm's stalwart, like a- ability to stay on the ball um, was, was really like a one, two punch that I love to see in the second half. Um, and is, I really don't think they were amazing. able to regain their shape or composure <laughs> after the 70th minute. Honestly, like they brought them on and 10 minutes later, Pacific was just on the back foot, which was excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we basically did, it was, it was a cargo masterclass again, mm-hmm. um, because obviously like he was aware that, this is knockout playoff football now. So he's yep. like, this is the way that they're going to play. They are going to just put up shot after shot because they're getting desperate now. 
Um, yep. They they need to tie this up so that they can take it to Pens or do something. Um, and so he knew that. And it's like, okay, the best way is to just, you know, lead him to the outside, let him take shots, frustrate the hell out of him. That's the only way that they're just going to play themselves stupid, right? Yep. That's well, the way exactly. Get to play it. And that's the way that they did play it. Um, yeah. I was kind of sad because we almost had the, the Zach cubed. We almost had all three Zachs on the field at the same time because obviously Becky went out with the injury. And then yeah. before that, Zach Verhoeven replaced Zach Bahus. And I was like, ah, so close. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, which one I love that sweet? you were uh, keeping track of that. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw like the, the subs, I was like, oh, man, they're taking Bahus out. Um, and then, of course, Becky took that knock. And I was like, oh, but that means they're going to bring on Zach. Wow. Damn it. We're so close. <laughs> Been waiting for this all year. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, it was, again, uh, uh, you're right. I think it was a Carlos masterclass, um, in defensive football. It was a Carlos masterclass in elimination football. Yeah. Um, and also see, seeing all the social on social media, all the like other fans, especially the, the Pacific fans, just like losing their shit over the fact that we're playing this type of football. And they're like, it's, they don't deserve to win. They don't deserve to be tied. They don't deserve. And I'm like, you know what? Deserve. We I obviously do so because much. well, and that's just it. And I'm like, you guys, if you, if you're one of those people out there and you're listening right now, if you're one of those people out there that believes that possession is, is, is dominating football or that the amount of shots you get is dominating football. <laughs> like there are so many facets to this game that aren't just possession stats and aren't just amount of shots on net stats. Yeah. Um, I mean, did, did, Nathan Ingham save us a bunch of times. Yes, 100%. The man made eight saves on on, on shots, which is ridiculous. And I think at least three of them probably would have been goals um, yeah. if anyone else was in net. But, yeah. Sorry we but have yeah, the best so. keeper in the league, everybody. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so um, also, I mean, I loved, I think I sent a picture to the chat group of <laughs> the pregame, and it was like Jordan Wilson and uh, Gareth Wheeler holding up an ATO jersey and I was like yes it's perfect because <laughs> both of them predicted we would win and just seeing them both hold that jersey made me real happy so I took a picture of it so it's in the chat group for posterity forever there you, so. go. <laughs> there you go um no speaking yeah speaking of other teams fans complaining about our style of football especially when you see like the Pacific fans that are like well you know uh, I'd rather be watching the type of football that we play than that oh. type of football any day da, da, da. it's like yeah great, well I'd rather watch, watch my it. team in the final so yeah yeah exactly I would rather so, not have to you know yeah, not have to watch you're gonna have to be watching play. ours next weekend and not yours so yeah but that being said I mean from what I've seen since since Pacific got knocked out I think all, all other CPL fans other than people from Hamilton are cheering for us so because <laughs> if there's one team that people hate it's Forge yeah, yeah. well here's another thing I'd like to bring up as well I'm like what, they're complaining about our style of football and talking about them being a free-flowing attacking team did you not watch the final last year yeah, well, yeah <laughs> where you exactly. beat forge one nil away with the janky set piece goal and defended for your lives for a whole 90 fucking minutes that's how Doesn't you played matter. the game and that's how season. you won the shield <laughs> so like what are you even getting at yeah and well and i, I again i think it's just people who are armchair armchair you know football managers being like oh we should be hitting attack all the time and it should be super exciting football no yeah. it shouldn't be super exciting football all the time i personally have come to enjoy watching us yeah play the way that we play because you come to appreciate it, especially when it's your own team, but you come yeah. to appreciate it where I feel like sometimes ATO is just wait, like letting them come and letting them attack and letting them do their thing. Um, and, and we're just waiting for that one moment 
where we're like, oh, you made one mistake for one millisecond and you yeah. passed to the wrong person, and then we just punish them for it. Yeah. And I love watching it. I love it. Yeah. I love it's it. It's great. It's exciting as hell. Yeah, so whoever says it's not exciting it is, until, is yeah. just full of shit. Well, it's it's salty is what it is. And I mean, I know, yeah, it's, I well, know it's a cliche thing to say, but it's literally like you coming in with an opinion like that after you just got knocked out of the semis. It's it's obviously because of salt. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so let's talk stats, I guess, uh, in this match. On, um, on that note, I'd actually like to bring... I was going to bring this up later, but I think I might okay. as well bring it up. Yeah, yeah let's, really let's good, chat. There's a really good cargo quote um, after the first Ooh. leg. That was in a uh, piece in Le Droit, J.F. Plans, who's always writing good stuff about uh, ATO. Oh, yeah, love that man. Quote from Cargo, he said, we will try to be dominant with and without the ball. He, he was obviously, he's uh, replying to everyone saying, oh, Pacific dominates, Pacific dominates, you got lucky to win. He said, we will be, try to be dominant with and without the ball. Sometimes teams think they dominate the game because they have the ball more often, but this is not the reality. When they have the ball but can't break us, we dominate. Oh, damn. I love that quote. I love like I want that on a shirt. <laughs> like when, when they have the ball but can't break us, we dominate. That there is like put that on the trophy, man. <laughs> just a picture <laughs> like, of his face on. Oh my god. And I, I can just like hear it with his like accent and I'm yeah. like, uh, goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. So so there you go. So you know what? Like and I think that Carlos sees that and he has seen oh, yeah. that all season and he has built this team to play that style of football. Yeah. Um whether or not, you know, that's because he has an Atletico Madrid background is here nor there. I mean, yes, ATM plays similar. <clears throat> um, but I I do think that he's perfected it he has perfected an effective strategy in football and it's and i guess my my counter to all these people that say like oh well you know it's boring football or whatever i'm like you can you can still beat us like teams have beat us playing Mm -hmm. this yeah but you but you have to do it properly and i don't think enough teams have that have that skill well not skill set but not enough teams have the strategy in order to do it yeah they don't have the they don't have the buy-in or the or the the discipline but that's just it. And we talked about it last week about this team and how the fact that all of the players are buying into the system. Yeah. And I don't think in either of these games, all the Pacific players were buying into whatever the hell they were trying to do to break it down. Yeah. And you need to be fully committed. And if you're not, we are going to crush you. And we did. <clears throat> I mean, people say like possession, whatever, but we crushed them. 3-1 aggregate is like we crushed them. Yeah. And it's Pacific. No. It's Pacific. Like, exactly. The reigning champions. The winner, the reigning champions. We so. just knocked them out of the semis 3-1 on aggregate. So that's domination. So let's talk about key stats like we were getting yes. before I uh, derailed yep. this. 66, so yeah. yeah, well, 66-34. Shocker. As usual. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not going to like beat people over the head for a grasp of basic football strategy, but we're a low block and counter team and yep. that's just how we play. So we did. I don't think possession is that important for us. No. Um, that being said, like, holy shit, did we give away a ton of balls that we did not have to give away? <laughs> yeah, that pass accuracy was not very good, was it? I think it was like 67% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 66 or 67%, which yeah. is dookie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, might, that might be a season low right there, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> well, and it very nearly cost us goals on several attacks if yes, it wasn't for his majesty, King Nate, yeah. uh, in between the sticks, because, God, that man bailed us out several times several and i was times, like oh boy so uh we had eight keeper saves on the game so that, mm. <laughs> that's so many which is, saves. <laughs> which is ridiculous because normally it's like like four, four yeah. maybe five five is yeah. a lot yeah. and i was like now nah, we did it we shipped eight it's fine yeah. <laughs> Jesus um so so with that in mind pacific had 27 shots <laughs> 27 <laughs> shots that is just ridiculous 
Um, and nine of them were on target. Nine. That's, that's, so, and see, that's always, you know, we, we've talked about this before. The, the on-target shot stat is more important to me than the shot stat. Uh, I mean, that's, nine on, that's, still, nine on that's target still 30%. Is still huge. Nine yeah. on target is huge. That's a lot of shots on target. But when you yeah, say, yeah. oh, they had 27 shots, that just tells me they probably started getting frustrated and just taking pot shots from fucking anywhere near the end. Because Which, you say that, uh, yeah, eight were off target and 10 were blocked by our D, by our incredible D-line, so has, yeah. shouts out to those boys. Yeah. But uh, 14 of 27 of their shots were from forced position outside the box. Mm-hmm. Not, and yeah. so that's like not including block shots. So, yeah. so to me, that shows that... The, the the defensive effort of ATO was in line with what we've seen all season, yeah. which is just you know give them spa- a little enough space to work, but mm. not enough space to work something good. There you go. Yeah. That's the whole philosophy. Yeah. Yep. I so uh, I mean, we had 13 shots, which is pretty decent for only having 34 percent possession, <laughs> uh, and it was basically split. I think it was uh, even spread on, off, and blocked. So you know. But uh, one of those counted, and uh, that's that's really what's most important. Yeah, and here's here's the here's the big thing for me is we talk about they had 27 shots and how 10 of their shots were blocked. I was seeing some takes after this game that we're we're really lucky team and that people are bad finishers and that's why we win games and not because of our defense being good. I think that's absolute fucking horseshit. Ten blocked shots. That's Ten a third of, of your shots by our defense. Blocked. By our defense, blocked. that did not make it to the keeper. They were blocked yeah. by the and defenders. Then, and then eight of them were just off target. So exactly. 18 out of their 27 shots were blocked and off target. So and like to me, I'm getting, like, yeah. two-thirds of their shots. Pushed, constantly getting <laughs> yeah. pushed further away from the net, so you take dumb low percentage shots. I mean, their XG after that game, I think I saw was 1.35, 1.4, something like that. Yeah. One and a half expected goals from 27 shots. I'm sorry. That's not unlucky. That's just taking really low percentage shots constantly. Yeah, and just getting and Nathan, boxed out and by the best defense. And Nathan league, playing so. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I mean, I it's actually funny too. We were beaten on basically every stat this game. Every single yeah, one. For sure. They outpassed us three ninety eight to two nineteen. Their mm-hmm. passes were more accurate eighty one to sixty six. Yeah. They they had as many passes again. This is a classic stat that we keep seeing. They had almost as many passes in our half as we had total. They yeah. had two hundred and seven. Yeah. We had two hundred nineteen total. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was the same last, it was the same in the last leg too. <laughs> yeah, I think it was yeah, even exactly. more lopsided in the last leg. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. So um, and they beat us on long balls, accurate crosses. Like they basically beat us on everything, yep. but we still managed to pull it out because that's just the style of football that we play, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, they outfouled the shit out of us though. They were a foul happy team. That's what I was. That's what I'm getting yeah. at, man. They got they started to get desperate. They started to get angry. They started to get frustrated, and that was exactly what we wanted to happen. <laughs> but that's just it, and I feel like that's the style of football we we've gotten used to and when a team gets frustrated it's actually it plays into our strategy it plays into that like role of like okay we're just going to annoy the shit out of them make them take Mm -hmm. tons of really garbage shots from way outside the 18 and get frustrated and frustrated frustrated and then start drawing fouls and then start drawing cards because they quadrupled our yellow cards we had one they had four yeah, exactly. So like, well, that's that's just just goes like that. That's the opposite of a normal game that we're involved with, right? Like yeah, normally exactly. we get we get lots of yellows, but the fact that we were so disciplined that we only got one dumb one near the end, and they ended up getting four because of how frustrated they were. They were. It's just. I mean, we talked about how it was a masterclass in a perfectly played ATO game, and that's that's exactly what it was. Yeah, we got up and under their skin, and then stayed there the whole game, which was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean. So let's talk about my favorite stat. So obviously we <laughs> didn't have Diego. <laughs> yeah, obviously we didn't have Diego Speo. Yeah. So Diego Speo has been. I mean, the guy probably averages double digit clearances every single game. Yeah, he, he was gone. Mm-hmm. So Pacific clearances, they had seven. Obviously, they, you know there wasn't a lot of stuff going on down in their end. 
Yeah. Uh, ATO clearances, 34. 34. 34. <laughs> <laughs> and of those 34, 20 were from Drew Becky and Sergio Camus. There you go. <laughs> or 19. So, but like, that's ridiculous. That's like half our, half our clearances were just those two guys. So I know, again, we talked about a little bit of a concern, but Drew put the fucking work in and ran that line as hard as he could and kept us in it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> every, single, every, every single game, uh, whenever you know, they go on, we're, we have all of our boys in the box lined up, ready to defend. And then they go and throw a cross in every single time. I'm expecting one of our guys to just jump up and then head the ball away. And I'm so yep. I'm never, I'm never worried about being vulnerable on a cross because we're just so much better than everybody else in the air and on clearing the ball away. And that's what happened yeah. over and over and over again. That's what happened 34 they, times. And, and and I think that you're right. I think that the fact that we are able to push those balls out because we get vertical, because we get physical, mm-hmm. is is one of our kind of crowning achievements mm-hmm. because the times that we do get scored on offset pieces most of the time are mm-hmm. that one time that someone barely beats us on a header mm-hmm. or manages to get a chest in a stupid, you know, tip off or whatever mm. um so as long as we can maintain those types of plays and that type of physicality i think that mm. we're in a good we're in good shape yeah i mean that's that's the game plan right push them outside and then invite crosses and then just send them away over and yeah. over and over again yep 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 standouts so um i obviously you know we talked enough about drew there he's definitely up there as far as honorable mm-hmm. mention or a standout anyways uh who else is on your list of standouts from this one? uh for the second week in a row his royal highness nathan kingham is my number one standout <laughs> uh he made eight saves during that match we talked about a little bit earlier yeah. i'm pretty sure any other keeper like i said in the league would have let at least at least two of those in yeah if not three definitely he saved our ass on a, a couple of defensive misreads um and uh, he just put on a clinic like total stud keep it up nate i loved seeing the like the there was a sign in the crowd i think bryce made it it said like nathan kingham, kingham and so i had good. the crown on it i was so like good. this is excellent yeah. also yeah and billy was holding it which was a surprise to a lot of people that billy made it up for the for the match so Fuck yeah um yeah so that I was pretty sweet team. um mm-hmm. So yes, Nathan is definitely my number one. Uh, you mentioned him, our grizzled captain, Drew Becky. There you go. Um, not only did he single-handedly have a third of our clearances, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was clear from the start of the match that like Drew was in control of the back line. He was mm. kicked, hit, headbutted by Miguel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is? But like, what is the, What is with our team and? Dudes headbutting each headbutting other. Each like, other? Yeah, this is what the second or third time it's happened. And, Mig- and Miguel was was involved with at least two of them. Remember, it was it was him and Diego that got headbutted. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. So um, and Diego I mean, went he, off like looking like he was completely concussed, <laughs> and Miguel came back with like a freaking bandage wrapped around his head. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> this is ATO football, baby. Yeah. And then Drew goes off with the fucking golf ball. Oh size my god! I was guy. like, bro, like, yeah. are you okay? Um, I didn't think he but, was okay when he was walking off. He walked off right in front. Of us and he well, they brought the stretcher out. They brought the stretcher out, and I was like, at all. I was like, he was looking oh, down boy. the whole fucking time. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So, but he was, was back was, out signing autographs at the end of the game. So, but that's insane. Like to me, that's that's classic true Becky. Is like yeah. the man basically was probably somewhat concussed with a huge golf ball sized <laughs> swollen brow and. I get pictures after the game of like Drew Becky in the crowd signing autographs and like yeah. he can barely open one of his eyes. And yeah. Like that's that's how you know that's proper captain shit right that there. Like, proper captain shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but not only that, he had 86% pass accuracy. He won all of his ground duels, all of his aerial duels, and that slide tackle on Bustos. I think it was on yeah. Bustos during that break. I was like, perfect, 
perfect. Yeah. It was a perfect slide tackle that mm-hmm. could have, you know, if it wasn't executed properly, could have ended up in a very dangerous free kick. Yeah. And I adored <laughs> the way that he attacked the ball on that. And I was like, that is, to me, that shows his experience. Mm-hmm. It shows like he read that play and was like, all right, here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to do to not draw a foul. And he did it. And I was like, Ugh, yes, yes, yes. He brings like that stalwart kind of play to our to our game. Well, here's the here's the here's the beauty of it. We talk about his aerial duels one. We talk about his ground duels one. Um, and here's another really really good uh, stat here. Tackles one was 100, percent but you know how many mm-hmm. tackles that entails? Just one. Mm-hmm. Just one tackle was necessary. Yeah, and that was the one I was just talking about. And and the in the <laughs> words of the great Paolo Maldini, if I have to make a tackle, then I've already made a mistake. And that is why it would always clear the danger before a tackle was necessary but when it is necessary he nailed the one that he needed to do so that's that's the type of defensive it was honestly it was and i think you probably saw it at the the stadium um but it was one of the cleanest tackles i've seen in a long time like there was no question that it was a fair tackle and Mm -hmm. i was like oh thank god that he was the one that made it because i know for a fact like i love you diego but (laughs) i don't know if he would have gone in with the same tact let's (laughs) i've seen him make a little messy ones there for sure But uh, that yeah, in a, in, a, in, a, in a performance where, you know, you make 34 clearances and you, and you only had to make one tackle, it's just defensive brilliance. Mm-hmm. So uh, way to go, Drew. Glad to have you on this list. Uh, you, you killed it out there. I hope that goose egg on your head is, you know, get some peas on it or something. Frozen peas. <laughs> get a steak on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then last but certainly not least for me, Malcolm Shaw. Gotta be. Which is, which is, I mean, obviously the goal scorer. I mean, whoa, relax. I'm not Gatorade here. Like, I'm not (laughs) going to pick him as man of the match because he scored a goal. Um, But he was on our disappointments last week because I I, I think last week he came on and kind of put on a like meh performance. Not bad, but just not what we were uh, expecting. And then he comes on in this game and makes me eat my own words. So, (laughs) uh, what a performance, man. Malcolm came on and from like the minute he stepped on the pitch, it was clear that he had just one thing on his mind and that was like scoring a banger. You could like see it. I was like, bro, Malcolm is hungry. (laughs) It was great. I I love that he was a halftime sub. Um, mm-hmm. I liked uh, again part of part of Cargo's masterclass was you know using that halftime to be like okay this is a change that we have to make uh, and yeah not well, that, well we, t- we talk about it it's just it's not nothing major it's just yeah. little tweaks yeah. that he's making to the way we're playing and but, uh, having the balls to do that as well is was just was just really good coaching and um, I also like the f- the fact that Malcolm has been slowly being brought into the team and now he's getting yes. a full forty five makes me wonder if he we'll talk about this more in the mailbag because people have asked but it makes me wonder how many minutes he's going to get next week. If he might yep. get the starting position, no, who knows? He certainly so, made a fucking case for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure did. So, uh, well, as they say in the office, we will put a pin in it and circle yeah. back later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, again, I think that he really wanted to score, and then like that high, like his goal, like it was a high run out to the right wing, and then he cut back across the eighteen and just finished with that left footed rocket. Yeah, and Cal, I, yeah, I like. Cal, Cal Irving didn't see it. He had no yeah. fucking clue where that ball was. Yeah. Um, so again, that's 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 props to Malcolm for his read of the of mm. the defensive line. Um, but it was great that he was the dude who tipped the flailing body of Pacific FC back into the ocean where it belongs because <laughs> they are gone now. Um, and on top of him scoring, he had 83% pack, pass accuracy, 22 yeah. touches, and he won 100% of his tackles and yeah. 71% of his ground duels. And 
He had three recoveries and wasn't dispossessed a single time it's the entire little, time he was on the pitch. Oh fucking God, man. Like these, <laughs> these defensive stats are incredible from a, <laughs> for striker. a striker. And so I'm like, dare I say it? Malcolm is fucking back, y'all. Malcolm Shaw, Golden Boot Malcolm Shaw is back. And I love it. I love zero, it. Dispossessed zero times as a striker where someone like Carl Howarth got dispossessed three times. I mean, yep. insane. And the ground duels won, you say, 71%, but that's five ground duels won. Like, that's yep. amazing for only having played half the game. Exactly. So, you know what? Malcolm's a G. We're glad he's back. We're glad he's back in form, too. Like, it's lovely to see him oh, yeah. back in the lineup and doing yeah. what he loves doing, which is scoring bangers. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got anyone else? Um, I would probably like to mention uh, I know we talked about Baloo earlier, mm. but uh, I think he was an absolute menace again. Agreed. I love how scared other teams get when Baloo gets the ball. Yeah. It's like it's like they go into panic mode whenever he gets it because they're like, oh, shit, we got to put two guys on him because he's, he's going to do something with the ball. Yeah. So it's funny because he draws so much defensive attention that mm. it opens up just miles of room for all our other players. It's true. And, and, the thing I, and, is, then, is, and then he managed to get through it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the way that he's that he for the past, like, you know, two thirds of the season, the way he's been combining with certain players during certain yeah. phases of the season has been amazing. And like, yeah, seeing him combine with Bahus on Sunday was amazing. Um, honestly, I know that some people thought he was a little bit invisible, but I think that Ali Bassett had a fantastic game. He, yeah, know, I, it, I would it was, agree. He, was, he quietly had a great game. I mean, four to five accurate long balls, that's huge when we're, when we're playing counterattacking. And he was yeah, definitely part of that working, right? And three out of five accurate crosses, I think that's probably better than both of our wingbacks. Uh, two successful but I, but dribbles. I, but I think that when you say he's invisible, like to me it's like, the only reason people are saying that Ali Bassett was invisible is because we're used to him putting on like just like a masterclass performance. So when he puts on a pretty good performance, people are like, he was invisible. It's like, well, no, he was still better than 90% of the midfielders in the league. Well, here's the thing is wasn't like perfect. It's the, well, it's the, it's the, it's the worst way to um, describe that performance. Like I, 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 I think it was a perfectly, serviceable very very good midfield performance it was was very good just because it didn't stand out as like a player of the match performance i mean you know someone like suzuko stood out in a negative way someone like carl howard stood out in a negative way so not standing out is better than standing out for those reasons yeah and i I did i did like all these set pieces this this match as well they they were less chaotic he especially like his one in for stuff. Sakes. that's what i mean so like i was happy i was happy with his performance i mean i wasn't blown away but i was happy with his performance. Was it was and I, it was and I, yeah it's about what you would expect i mean fuck sakes man he can't be a 10 out of 10 player every single game but to still put a performance like that in the semis against your old club like there's yeah wrong it's like when he's in when he's in eight and a half out of ten people are like he was invisible yeah exactly like, <laughs> uh, that's why he deserves deserves player of the year yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean for sure, for sure. Um, I'm gonna give an honorable mention. Shout out to Sergio, <laughs> Sergio Fuck Camus yeah. when he tried that dope ass bicycle kick. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, bro! <laughs> Can we talk about how the technique on that bicycle kick was actually literally perfect? And I was like, it was perfect. How do you know how to do this? <laughs> like, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, was, Lady B, man, he's the old captain of a Lady B. He obviously. A, is, but I mean, like, <laughs> you're a center back. 
How, <laughs> it, of the three big bicycle kicks this season, there was uh, Warshevsky scored one in the first game. Yeah. Obviously, Tabla scored the one uh, a couple of games ago. Uh, there was also there's also the I think it was the York one where Wilson scored his goal because it was like a deflection oh, that was yeah, off a bicycle yeah. kick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, of all the bicycle kicks we've seen this season, that was actually the most picture perfect platonic ideal of what the technique is supposed to look like. And that's why <laughs> I was just like, was... where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy to see it. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. get it, Sergio. Exactly. Um, like with the one but... leg, like with the momentum and then hitting it really like right straight on the laces. Yeah, a lot was, of times a player will fucking shin it or hit it off the side or something like that, right? But just Yeah, it was a textbook, textbook bicycle. If that had gone um, in, oh my God. Oh, uh, seats. <laughs> it would have been it would have been over. Um, but that being said, at the behest of some of our more superstitious fans, myself included, Sergio, you fucking suck, and we hope you play better because you played like garbage. And I hope you don't start. <laughs> also, yeah, and also I hope you understand sarcasm. <laughs> I love it. This is like my favorite uh, new meme on this. Show. I know, we're just like Sergio, we have to shit talk Sergio every week. Yeah. <laughs> You know he listens and he's like, "Yo, fuck those guys." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm a gonna put on a better kick. performance. I'm gonna do a bicycle kick. <laughs> that'll show them. Yeah, that'll that'll show them. <laughs> Idiots, what do they know? Uh, on, the, on another note, disappointments. I know there's a couple <laughs> obvious names here. I mean, Abdu, like Abdu Sissoko. I honestly yeah. like. He was, yeah, he was a bit of a miss in the six. Um, several, I think there's a couple chances that were just like misread plays or bad passes. Like he had 67% pass accuracy, which you cannot have in no, the six. You can't, if you're going to play that position, you cannot have shit accuracy like that. That is unacceptable. Because, because those are the, those are the, the giveaways in that zone, like right in front of your D at the top of the 18 are the ones that are going to cost you. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping he's be able to pull up his socks and crush it this weekend. Um, it'll be good because I think Diego is going to be back, uh, back in action next mm-hmm. uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Sissoka for sure. Uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Howarth. A bit of a messy one out there. Do you think? Uh, I th- and unfortunately, I think this is probably Carl Howarth's worst game of the season. Um, really? Like no accurate crosses. Only two out of four accurate long balls. Um, only one out of four ground duels won. He was dispossessed three times. Oh, and no three on accurate crosses. Won. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, and I mean, it's who knows why, you know, Nathan McVille is a serviceable player. So he was playing on his side against Jamar on that side as well, who he knows very well. Um, yep. It's just, you know, it was just one of those games. Uh, and I mean, ta- like I know we were in the, in the crowd and then, you know, I was talking with some other guys and that uh, just before he came off, it was like, Carl needs to come off. Uh, yeah. We need to switch this up because this is not working on that side right now. Yeah, which again, <clears throat> I think that if we're seeing it as fans and being like Carl needs to come off, and then mm. immediately like the next sub is Carl coming off, I'm like, yeah. Cargo knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. yeah. Um. I mean, the only other one I would put, and again, I wouldn't put him on here, but like, I it wasn't his game wasn't awful or anything, but like I fucking hated how often Bahus got beat by Dadaluk. Yeah. Every <laughs> single time, I was just like, literally every time the ball came outside, I'm like, just, just jockey him honestly yeah. i was like zach just jockey him to the outside yeah. and then he always let him turn and then cut in and get that little chip up right at the right at the byline yeah. and i was like stop and he's doing it every time stop like, every single time <laughs> and like data luke's a good player i hate him but he's a good player and yeah. like i'm just like you you need to shut that down because i think that was 
for a while, I'm going to say at least a 30 to 40 minute stretch in the middle of the game, mm-hmm. just a terrifying time for everybody. Cause yeah. uh, th- those are the ones I was expecting, you know, someone like uh, Arpaccio or, or Bustos to get ahead on it. Well, maybe not Bustos cause he's a, he's a child, but, um, but someone, <laughs> there did it some, maybe. Low, some low crosses. Uh, like there yeah. was a low cross there that Jordan Brown definitely should have put in. Um, mm. uh, but didn't. Yeah, he put that. it over the net, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> that was the um, which one was that? Or no, was that, 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 was, that, that, that was the Mayor Jaguar one that he put. Mayor Jaguar, yeah, there his, was, a, there was a low cross a right there was... to the front of the box that Brown got to, and two of our defenders did, and then it went off of Miguel's leg, and then Ingham saved it. So it could, we would have been an own goal, but it was like that. But sh- Brown should have buried that. Brown probably should have buried at least two or three goals. But yep. uh, uh, and yeah, Dada Luke was at the heart of like a couple of those. And um, I mean, yeah, he's a bit so... of a speed merchant. But the thing is, is that if you're a bit of a slow player and you can get turned easily, that's all you need to do to uh, just sort of slice exactly. it open, right? And he did. Yeah. So. Times. So yeah. So anyway, not a bad game. I just hated how often he got beat, and I just yeah. didn't want to see that continue yeah. for the rest of the game. It, he got he got bullied a couple times. <clears> he did, sure. yeah. And you know, he's still yep. a young player. He's still like not super big. Like he's pretty. He's tall, but he's pretty skinny. So. Yep. Maybe hit the gym this uh, this winter. <laughs> do like do like Kuplin did. Like holy fuck, man! The the, the 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 amount of pounds that kid put on in like a year or two was was. Oh, insane. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Do the same thing. <laughs> yep. Just just to get on the Kuplin uh, Kuplin workout plan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's all I really have for disappointments. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got too. Yeah. Anyways, uh, areas of improvement. What do you think we can do better? Oh, man. <clears throat> not just Bahus, but everybody letting the offense turn on the ball. Like they had 27 shots mm. and the amount of times that I yelled at my TV, do not let him get the turn. And then <laughs> they got it was too damn high. Yeah. I was just like, too guys, like, <laughs> like for real, like letting Pacific have full autonomy at the top of the 18 mm. and on the wings was super frustrating because I know we're a low block club and, and you know, we do what we need to do and we're ready for the counterattack and all that stuff. But just like a little more pressure on the ball yeah. would do us some good, I yeah. think. Um, and give our defense a bit of a break because I think our defense is the, is the whipping boy, so to speak, of, of the team right now because we need them to perform at 100% all the time. Yeah. And, and then to give them the space to work is just not great. I well, I, I say like this, I've been saying this all season, and that's what you're getting at here is that we don't press from the front, right? Yeah. Like we, we basically, once we, we lose possession, it's like, okay, <laughs> let's let them do the thing. Like we don't, uh, we don't do it, you know, it's a bit of an overused term, but we don't do the gegum press. We don't try and win it back immediately if we lose it. Right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, I guess it's theirs now. Let's, uh, Let's Which in this. this game was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like every time we lost possession, I was like, well, I guess they're just going to get a chance to shoot on the net at this yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, I would say just like letting them turn the ball. I would love to see us have a little bit more pressure on them. And I'm not saying like overcommit because I, mm. I don't think that's our play style. No. But just commit enough that they <laughs> have, have a little bit more pressure on them and they have to make a little bit dumber of a play or a little bit faster of a mm. pass that might be intercepted or whatever mm. off target. So, yeah. Yep. No, agree. It's, yep. it's and I mean, and that's the difference that someone like Malcolm Shaw brings when he comes on, right? I mean, he won 100 percent of his tackles. He made three recoveries, and he wasn't dispossessed once. So I mean, like even yep. even just even just pressing from the front like that little bit more shows a huge difference in our play. Yep. Yep. And uh, I mean, you talked about Brian right this game, but I think Brian filled that that gap last game because yeah. Brian had a pretty decent game where he he kept the pressure on them just enough to make them make dumb mistakes yeah. um, and in this game we really didn't have that I guess until Malcolm came on at halftime mm. and then it was like a little bit different of a case but yeah, yeah for, for, for for the 
15 minute mark to the 45 i was like oh boy <laughs> we're just we're just getting pummeled right now aren't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real shooting gallery <laughs> yeah um, um what speaking do- of malcolm one with the match easy uh yeah i mean malcolm's goal for sure um i i man i jumped out of my seat and fist pumped so goddamn hard when he buried that shot i i mean i was amped not only because it punched our ticket to the final pretty much but it also showed like all the haters out there that i knew were going to come out of the, i knew they were going to come out of the woodwork if he lost to pacific and still advanced they would have been yeah. like well you lost to the pacific and like you don't deserve like, and they still did yeah but it took the wind out of their sails where now yeah. you're like that's a dumb take whereas yeah. it would still be a dumb take but mm-hmm. i think that he he really kind of like showed everyone out there that there's a reason that ATO is top of the table going into the postseason, mm-hmm. and there's a reason we're in the finals, and yeah. that's it. Absolutely, I, I would yep. say that one of my favorite parts of of Malcolm's goal is actually fucking Zach Verhoeven's run to uh, to get the assist. Yes, like, yes. He, he get he get he gets possession of this ball in our half. Absolutely bombs up the left wing, runs into two of their players, somehow makes it out at the end of it with the ball. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it was purely skillful or just because he just snatched out his chances. Uh, uh, you know, he tried to work through them uh, and then didn't, and then got blocked. But then picked up the ball when it when it sort of bounced around in between the two guys, and then grabbed it, and then just bombed right the fuck up the pitch, and then, uh, you know, instead of cutting in and taking a shot or something like that, he saw him that Malcolm was open. And yep. it's I know there was there was a similar sort of assist last season when he assisted a Alberto Soto goal where he had the ball lost possession of it and then won it right back immediately. Um, yeah. And so it was like shades of that here. And I'm like, that's just the type of guy that he is. Right. He, he loses possession. But that's not that's not the end of the face. He's like, fuck that. I, but I no, that. but that's but that's just <laughs> that's the type of play that Zach Verhoeven has brought on every time he's been subbed on late in the game yeah. all season yeah. is he brings that speed. He brings that like surety. And I, th- I think that. Again, Zach is a player who is de- still developing, and he makes mm. mistakes. Um, but I, I think that when you pair him with someone like Brian, uh, or Brian Wright, or or Malcolm Shaw, or like anyone that we have that's a clinical finisher up the front, mm. um, or, you know, or even Bally Tabla, you really see the value of a player like that, a player yeah. that can have that speed and then just just <clears throat> just pass it off when when he realizes that he doesn't have an angle or whatever yeah. or he can bury it like he did in the first game so yeah. no exactly <laughs> it's uh and, and and we mentioned this with other players as well but to see him be this viable as a super sub at this point of the season is just invaluable you know like i, I could see him being used really strategically in the final if if we need that super yeah. fresh fast legs to come on in the last 15 20 25 minutes or something of the game depending on how it's going agreed agreed yeah. speaking of well not speaking of we're gonna go completely off course here but you've heard <laughs> enough from us <laughs> now it's time to hear from you ccsg mailbag it is the mailbag this is the portion of the podcast that is for the members of the capital city supporters group so it's uh, where you get to send us in all your super sweet questions or your really dumb questions or your you know comments or hot takes especially during the game when johnny reaches out um you know, it's uh, one of the best parts of being a member of this illustrious organization is that you get a section of our podcast just for you. Just for you. So, yeah. And I, and I, so will, I will uh, say, I will say the last time I did a little bit of clowning of some of the things that weren't questions 
But then it was pointed out to me that, hey, you, you also just ask for hot takes. They don't have to be questions. And I said, yes, I know that is correct, but I do have every like license how, to laugh. How at dare awesome you use my own words against me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> my own actions. But, yeah. <laughs> but this is why oh, they're anonymous so that when I, uh, when I laugh at them I, and nobody feels personally victimized, because I'm not trying to victimize anybody. <laughs> personally like, victimized. We do, we do like, <laughs> like Johnny's out there calling people out. I'm going to start naming them. shit. Dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I will never. I will never. That's yeah. not the point of this. It, it's it all isn't. Fun it's, game. it's so we can ask whatever you want to ask. Hell yeah, anything you want. Anything. You want. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, do do you want me? Yeah, I'll 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 shoot this one to you because I definitely want to answer the next one. Yeah. Uh, for the last time in 2022, what should our starting eleven be? Shaw over right. If Becky is healthy, should we him, have him as a starter too? What's your opinion? Um, I think based, based on the last game, I think that Shaw should start over right. Um, I mean, I know I said it for the past couple of weeks, but, uh, it was obviously he was coming on as a sub because he probably wasn't completely back from his injury yet. But I mean, I think the gulf between the two in the last game was pretty, pretty large. And I think that Shaw probably deserves a start for the final. Um, the Becky question, I don't know. Depends on if he still has a fucking massive lump on his head. So... Uh, some some would say, oh, Espeo is probably the, has been better this season, and if he's not suspended, he should be there. Some would say that Drew Becky is our captain, and sitting the captain in a in a in a cup final, uh, or a shield final, what have you, is not a good idea. You know, it's just not something yeah. you should do. So, but maybe knows? that's that's but maybe that's where you do the old swaparuski between Camus and Espeo and have yeah. Becky out there. Yeah. yeah, who knows? I mean, who would you who would you drop? To bring to put Becky and Espeo on there, right? Do you keep Camus or do you keep Acosta? Who knows? It's, it's I would. It's I mean, I would keep it. I would keep Acosta personally. Yeah. But again, you know, that's that comes down to just personal preference or yeah. or your own take on. But again, we don't know how Forge is going to structure their formation either. So yeah. that's going to be taken into account as well. So in Cargo, we trust whatever Carlos decides. I'm sure is the right decision. Yeah, I will say, in my personal opinion, if Becky's healthy, I think he should start because yeah. Like like I said, you I can't can, you can't sit the captain in the final. It's just not kosher. It's not on. No, man. no, and especially for the the, the <clears throat> captaincy that he has put on all season, I think he I think he's earned his position out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I can throw this one to you because I know you're gonna have a hot take. Um, do you <laughs> do you think Forge will get Becker's suspension overturned or delayed? And there's, there's a second part of the question, too, that I want to throw in there is what rule do you right. think the league will come up with in order to allow Becker to play in the final? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> All I have to say is, uh, you know, that you know, that scene in uh, in Euro trip where they're like, oh, the train is coming. And they're like, of course. He's like, oh, it'll be here really soon. Yes, they're building it now. Like, that's all I have to say about this is I'm probably like, oh, of course, Becker will get off of his red card. What rule? They're writing it now. Like they're, they're probably they're probably like Canadian Premier League soccer is probably reviewing. Like honestly, okay, so it was a clear red card, and I'm saying this again in, 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 a, in a vacuum. Like I didn't give a shit about the Cav Forge game because I was like, yeah. I don't really care who we're playing because we're going to beat both of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I watched the game and I watched the highlights after the game. And regardless, and I know a lot of Forge fans were bitching because they're like, well, you know, he didn't intend to kick him in the face and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but at the same time, if you watch the replay on slow motion, he looks down, sees the player, looks up, looks down again, sees the player, looks up, and then extends his leg and kicks him in the face. And so I'm like, 
you know, regardless of whatever your intention was or regardless of whatever Becker's intention was, yeah. he still had his cleat above someone's shoulders. Exactly. And that's exactly. automatically in my book. That's yeah. automatically a red card, regardless. Uh, the whole the whole like, oh, he didn't do it on purpose argument is the dumbest. OK, great. Ever. You're great. Still, like, exactly. great. You, know, who, <laughs> you who still kicks, did it. Like, who, who kicks another player in the face on purpose? Of course, he didn't fucking kick him in the face on purpose. But the fact that he was so flagrantly <laughs> irresponsible with his foot that it ended up in someone's face. Is red card yeah. worthy? Anyways, that's yeah, that's agreed. Um, but do I think that it will be overturned? Probably because this league is kind of a joke. So um, <laughs> they do, and they that's do. my personal opinion, not the official opinion of the Capital City Supporters Group or whatever legal disclaimer I need to make. But I am so sick. I'm so sick of rules being changed or interpreted in a certain way. That's like. Ugh, God, like so, I think that it's probably going to be overturned, um, which fucking sucks because I don't want him to play in the final against no. us, and I don't think he deserves to after that. But mm. you know, I guess wait and see. But ugh. I mean, they do have a history of overturning red cards from Star Forge players before a final. <laughs> Remember the first? Yeah, that's a good. No, that's a they, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. They overturned Borges' red card, and they didn't overturn Waterman's red card. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what kind of fuck so. is going on down there? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it got overturned, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll I, I uh, hope not stupid. because it does it like you said, it's a clear red and Yeah. That's the yeah. note. That's a straight red for violent conduct, so you should be sitting yeah. out the Regardless of whether or not you meant to kick him in the face. Yeah. Your foot was higher than his shoulders. Let's yeah. be real. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Uh not really a question, but Dos Santos is definitely going to shush the dub next season if he scores, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you've been there during a Pacific game. I think mm-hmm. were you there in the last Pacific game? Uh yes, yeah, I was. It's Verhoeven's late goal, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, DeSantos, when they're when they're shooting towards the dub in the second half, he is such a shit disturber, man. I love it. He loves it. He yeah. loves how like yeah. we get worked up and we sing about him. And uh, there was one moment there where I think I can't remember what the situation was, but it was a free kick for us. But there was a long pause beforehand, and he was sure that the free kick was going to be for them. So he was standing there holding the ball, like basically right in front of us, just looking at us the whole time. And we're fucking giving him the wanker gesture, the the, the middle finger, <laughs> like what are you doing? And then he's just, he's just smiling the whole time. And of course, the free kick ended up being ours. But uh, no, it's, it's so yes, if he scores against us next season, he is definitely going to come right in front of the. He's, he's going to do the Joao Morelli, just come right in front of us and. Give us a little shush. Give us the yeah. whatever, whatever he's gonna do. He's totally gonna do. You it. know what? Bring it though. Bring it on, man. <laughs> you gotta Bring score against on. us first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, here's a more tactical question. Given these are the mm. two best defenses in the league, what will be the deciding factor between these sides? Will it be Forge's offensive prowess or our sneaky counters? And how confident are you uh, that we can break down Forge's strong defensive line? Um, I'm going to say our counter is going to be more effective. I think that the fact that we've perfected it to the to the state that it's currently in really plays mm-hmm. in our favor. Um, the fact that we've had time to, <clears throat> I'm going to say, unfuck our home record a little bit has has <laughs> it will play in our favor. Definitely. Um, but I, I I think that Forge is vulnerable to the type of play that we have mm-hmm. because they are a team that that yes they're defensively strong but i do think you know you've got tristan borges and you've got wubens pasius and both yeah both of those guys are like high press high press striker slash you know offensive players and i think that our strength in the past has been letting teams 
overcommit and think that they're doing well and think mm. that they're doing X, Y, or Z, yeah. and then just punishing them on the counter. So in my opinion, I think that our counter is going to be stronger than their defensive performance. Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. It's going to be... Uh... It's gonna be quite a fucking game, man. I mean, it's just—it's gonna be a game, man. Honestly, it really is. I'm looking forward to like, I, not only as an ATO fan, but like, I'm just looking forward to it because I think it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, real it's, good game. I, I like honestly, I could see this thing going to nil nil and then going to extra time and then going uh, like, <laughs> I can I see a penalty I just, final. I, I don't. I I fucking hate penalty penalty kicks because I, I feel know. like it doesn't prove anything. No, it doesn't. It proves literally nothing. I hate them. Like I would rather see them like I don't know, play where every so often you lose a player and then eventually it's just like three on three soccer yeah. <laughs> would be sweet. Um, <laughs> but, but again, yeah, I fucking hate PK. So I really just hope it doesn't go there. Do I'd like rather the, not have... do, do like the NHL playoffs thing where they do like a three on three, uh, uh sorry, the, yeah, exactly. the overtime thing, the three on three overtime, <laughs> Cut, just mm. keep, keep, keep pulling players off every five or 10 minutes until, yeah, you're yeah, exactly. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Let's do that. We should do that instead. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to throw this one at you. Forge has been the yep. final boss of the CPL for its entire existence. So they've been to all four finals. Um, uh-huh. To complete the story, we need to beat them. Do you think the narrative and pressure may cause us to crack, or do you think we are prepared enough mentally to take this on and excel? We are prepared mentally. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I've, We've seen it, especially in the last, I'm going to say, five games. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to the playoffs in the last two playoff legs, I think that we have the mental tenacity and and the and the <clears throat> organizational strength to overcome Forge. And I know the last time they played at TD, I'm pretty sure they beat us four nothing. No, um, that was the first time this or, season. The last time that they is, played yes, at TD was one one. It was one one or nil nil. It was a draw either way. I think yeah. It was oh, yeah, because we beat them one nothing at Timbits Field. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but yes, yeah, I, I know if any Forge fans are listening to this, they're gonna say Kyle Becker's bowling in the goal. I'm gonna say <laughs> who gives a shit. It was the fucking draw. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, we we we're on the shitty end of the stick of um, a lot of so ref calls times. in this league, so we deserve one. All right. <laughs> Nobody cares. But uh, yeah, no one cares. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I do think we have the mental toughness to beat forge i think it would be just oh my god it would be the perfect ending for 95 percent of can pl fans out there who <laughs> love seeing a good like cinderella story you yeah. know rags to riches yeah. um and also love seeing forge lose because i yeah. think er, er, anyone like i said anyone that doesn't live in hamilton loves seeing forge lose oh definitely <laughs> definitely well i mean it's like they, it's have like nothing, people... they have nothing else they have nothing else in that town so you know i <laughs> well, get why they want to win <laughs> it's well it's like in baseball you know people love watching the yankees lose or you know in basketball they love watching the Lakers lose. It's just you know watching these these big teams. Yeah, or like, like yeah, or or in EPL they lose. love watching Man City lose because yeah, you know, exactly. How much money they have exactly. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, I think when you when we talk about the mentality, I think you're absolutely right. I think especially these last two games. I know before the playoffs we were talking about how this is the first time we've really played in big do or die, win or go home games. And to see the way that we've treated these two legs of the semis is like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I I thought we were capable of being this mentally solid, but it's nice to yeah. see the proof that we really are. Like, we can do the yeah. big games and not crack and not fold. Yeah, exactly. So, fingers crossed, but I'm hopeful. Oh, God, I would love a win, too. That <laughs> would just be incredible. I will be calling on all of, like, my lucky charms of all kinds. And yes. superstitions, lots of those will be going on, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, I, you know what? Why don't I throw another one here at you? Um, yeah, sure. 
This is kind of a funny one. Um, since ATO was officially in the finals, considering that uh, you, we're both Liverpool supporters, do you forgive Ali Bassett for saying that Mo Salah is the best worst footballer on the team's Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I get where I get where Ali was coming from as a product of the Aston Villa Academy, um, but I, God, I. I I can't believe I'm going to say this as a Liverpool supporter. Um, I I don't think he's entirely incorrect because I do think that Mo Salah, once you removed Sadio Mane from the God, I love how we're like in the mailbag. We're talking about Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> once you removed Sadio Mane, I think that we we saw a little bit of the a little bit of the cracks open up um, in the in in their their team composition, which is why they are where they are. So. Um, I will say I I forgive you, Ollie. You don't need my forgiveness, but I do forgive you for saying that Mo Salah is the best worst footballer because his performance this season has proved that maybe you might be right. I don't forgive him, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's I guess that's probably more the way I should have phrased it. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anfield. I'm sorry, Jurgen Klopp. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please keep me in your fan group. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um, all right, I got one for you. Yeah. Um. Did we see the most Fury former Fury players on TD Pinch pitch since Fury folded yesterday? I think it was three from each team. Yeah, I, I mean we had uh, we had Becky and Howarth uh, and Tissot on our side, and they had um, Mayor Jagir, Dixon, and Irving on their side. So yeah. Oh, that's true. That's six. Yeah, that's six. That's a lot. I mean, that's, that is a lot. I don't want to talk. About, I don't want to spend a big chunk of this pod talking about the Fury, but I think when you see shit like this, it really just shows how important that club was in the history of the sport in this league. Considering yep. almost almost every single team in the league has has someone from there. So yeah, I think I think Pacific is one of the more heavy Fury teams as well. But um, yes, that might. Have been the most former Fury players that we've ever seen uh, since the team folded. Yeah, on the pitch at TD yep. Place for sure. So it was there nice you to see. Go. I got to see that. That was Jamar Dixon's last game as a professional footballer, and you know it was not the ending he would have wanted, but um, at least he got to do it. It's at the home. ending we wanted, Johnny. And it's the ending we wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got to give him a nice shout out. I walked by, he's giving an interview or something, and I totally interrupted it. I just gave him a big old like, "We love you, Jamar." Like for sure, <laughs> gonna miss that dude. That dude is so important for soccer in this city. And it was Agreed. nice to see him finish his career with a game here, even though they didn't get the result that they wanted. But as we said, it was the one that we wanted. So there you go. Um, Forge is particularly dangerous on set pieces. A third, mm. One of the three goals against Calvary were from open play. Um, how can Atleti limit those chances, especially given our defensive style, which often gives up a lot of corners? And I will uh... add, often uh, concedes a lot from set pieces. I will add that. Yeah, I um, has a we good did question. Um, we did, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to say the way that we do that is just as dumb as it sounds. I think it's just by playing a bit a bit smarter. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and we saw flashes of it against Pacific in the second leg of the series. Is is in, on some of those plays instead of just like trying to get a bounce out off the byline to get a corner to stop a play or whatever guys were actually trying to push it out to a throw because I think we've started to see that on set pieces that's our that's our our quote-unquote weakness Mm -hmm. um but I have to give the boys credit the the walls that we've seen in the last I'm gonna say 10 games have been Mm -hmm. miles better than the walls we've seen in the first half of the season um so I so I think we do have a, a a defensive 
acumen um, for for guarding set pieces. Mm. Um, we're lucky that we have Nathan Ingham and he's got a crazy vertical and is an amazing keeper. Mm. But I think that the one thing we do have to worry about, well, not the one thing, but one of the biggest worries we have to worry about with them is the fact that Forge is absolutely lethal on set pieces and yeah. that seems to be our weakness. Um, so I hope that we just keep a little bit of composure and we don't give up a lot of dumb fouls in mm. and around the 18, yeah. which we've been known to do. Um, I'm all for smart fouls because I think that's how we play. We play a smart foul to hold the play up, but if you're going to concede goals off those quote-unquote smart fouls, then it's not really like it's... You're just setting yourself up for failure at that point. So um, I do think we need to focus a little more on, on smart uh, play on the on the outside to not allow so many corners and then also to not draw so many un, un, unnecessary fouls uh, at the top of the 18. Yeah, I think for me the thing I'm most worried about is definitely the corners. Um, mm. Because like like we said, we've we've conceded off corners multiple times this season. Um, it's probably one of the biggest weakest parts of our game is defending corners. Um, and yeah. Forge are really good at scoring on corners. And I think yeah. both of these managers know both of these things. Um, and I think on our side, we also know that, you know, it, it's too late to all of a sudden get good at defending corners. So yep. you're right. The, the best way is to try not to concede them in the first place. Try try and get those throws, not the corners, because if I have to fucking watch us lose a final 1-0 because of a janky corner goal, I am going to jump off the Bank Street Bridge. <laughs> I'll probably be fine because it's not a very tall bridge and the water is deep enough, but uh, I'll be cold and sad and upset and wet. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I will watch you jump off the Bank Street Bridge and um, I will support you from the bridge itself. <laughs> You'll be there on the side to, to help me back up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you a towel or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, your personal um, choice, because I know you like talking oh, about this. Who should oh, be the main God. referee for the final? Or let me rephrase, who I should not be there? <laughs> fucking hate talking about referees. I fucking hate it. <laughs> like, as much as you hate talking about under 21 minutes, Johnny, yeah. I fucking hate talking about referees. Yeah. Um, so if the league had a, a single brain cell amongst all of them, they would keep uh, referees like Ben Hoskins fucking miles away from this game because <laughs> i think that if you bring in a referee like that or 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 even dujic um i think he would be a poor choice scott bowman um scott bowman and other See, shit the choice. only the only ones i know are the ones that we don't like so when you ask who but, should be the ref of the final i'll be like i don't uh, know carly carly, uh, carly shaw mclaren i would i would be okay i would be very happy if carly yeah. shaw mclaren was the head ref yeah. um i think that she's she's put up generally very even-handed games yeah. i think she has the maturity to control the game because mm-hmm. i'm sure as shit know ben hoskins or scott bowman would lose control of the game fucking immediately yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. um but i mean again this just goes to my point from last week the fact that i'm more worried about ref which referees are selected than i am about how the teams are going to perform on the field mm-hmm. says everything you need to know about canada soccer and their officiating team in my personal opinion again not reflective of ccsg mm-hmm. um although maybe some of the members agree with me mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see. So I would like to see Carly, uh, Sean McLaren, as our as our head ref. Yeah. I, I would like to see that. That's Solid my answer. idea. What about you? Do you do you know any other? I don't know any of them. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> I, yeah. It was a, was a good a, point. I'm basically the Mariah Carey gif. I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, I, when I'm yelling at them and calling them bad words, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, 
I know we hate talking about rivalries, but with the lead up to this final and then the final itself, do we believe Forge will surpass York as our biggest rivals? No. No, I don't. No? I think York will always be our our, our I think York will always be our biggest rival in that they York is a an up and coming club, I'm gonna call it. Mm-hmm. They are very much in a similar position to us last season. I think that our stories are a little bit intertwined. Because York is coming off a season where the second half of their season was fucking incredible. Like, I have to give the York management credit. They did what they needed to do, and then they made the team give the best run they could with what they had. Mm. Um, I think that York's social media, excellent. Oh, my God, excellent. Like, Mm. I hate to love the fact that nico did that like undercover journalism thing yeah. i love the like if you haven't seen the the yorkie like <laughs> i haven't actually watched mask. that yet bro it is <laughs> it's so good so yeah it's basically like one of those like oh like you know he the pressure got to him and that's the reason why he's not the mascot anymore but it's hilarious because because it's like got that like uh that voice that voice where they do the the um, overlay so it's like i didn't know that i was you know, like the, <laughs> the altered voice yeah yeah the altered voice so so the fact that like they have a presence enough to do that um i think is great i think it really like pushes our 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 rivalry with them mm-hmm. um it's easy for us to visit them it's easy for them to visit us um i think that that rivalry remains our main rivalry yeah. i think that no one wants to be forge's rival because forge is kind of just a vanilla ass club like if you ask someone to me if i ask a, a cpl fan what's your favorite club and they're like oh it's forge fc i'm like you are the man city fan of cpl you were like oh i'm gonna pick just the team that's good it, it, <laughs> and it unless you're from Hamilton, like it's kind of it's kind of tough to pin down like their their identity bro, or their plastic. like they're plastic they're plastic identity other, other they're than plastic they just identity. win a lot so yeah yeah exactly. I mean I get it, I get it on on the other hand it it would be nice to be the rivals of like the best team in the league you know what I mean and but like, I think be that in York, the top I think then, York's gonna be good next yeah. season I think they're gonna be good that's gonna be a good rivalry next yeah. season yeah probably I think so I mean I know we'll probably be having a lot more road trips now that uh, now that we've done it the one time so yep proof of concept so yeah so i mean possibly i mean we might be we might be uh what's uh, performance rivals you know like uh uh defending for titles rivals but when it comes to actual like local like club level rivals yeah then i think york is always going to beat out that for sure because i mean like you said yep. i mean forge really doesn't have an identity whereas york like definitely does yeah they've they've created something and yes yeah. i think they've created a distinct non quote-unquote non tfc identity um they just need to obviously work on getting fans to the stadium but at the same time like doing stuff like they've been doing especially on social media has been you know it's much better than what they were doing i think early season where they're like we're just gonna put out a bunch of flyers and hope people come to our games i'm like bruh i threw that thing straight in the trash because i didn't want to go (laughs) so yeah yeah so york will continue to be our rivals and i'm here for it um if I, <laughs> this is a good one actually. Yeah. If I am coming to the game this Sunday, can I buy you guys a beer? <laughs> so I once had a professor that told me, if you have a concern or a question in class, just bring it up. There are no stupid questions, and I used to believe that for my entire life until just now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god like <laughs> the answer no is, you can't is, you're not allowed to buy you're not beer. allowed to buy me beers stop trying to force me to drink beer yeah yes yes 1000 times yes you yeah, can find us in the beer. dub because johnny and i will both 
be there. Both Find us in the there. dub. I'm going to be mad jet lagged. I'm really not looking forward to that. But <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm I, again, you know what? I, I got one shot, one opportunity, you know, um, because I have to fly back to Europe the next day in economy. So, <laughs> so while I'm hungover, there you go. so, <laughs> so I will be, I will be there tying one on so that I can sleep on the plane on <laughs> flight across how, the Atlantic. How long so is yes, that? You, you got to fly to Toronto uh, and then, and then hit Lafayette from yeah, Toronto. So I fly uh, on my way back. I fly Ottawa to Montreal, Montreal, Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Riga. Yeah. Jesus so it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so yes buy me all the beer you can because i'm probably gonna fucking need it That's um some dedication. yeah and 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 obviously johnny being johnny you should buy him beer too because you know he's my boy so i do like to drink the beers you know actually yeah, last last i was there i was i had went to this like i said i i everything went as i said it was going to in the last podcast went to the sens game went super hard didn't sleep all that much Got to the oh, game. they won 6-2 as six well, two, which was yeah. excellent. Yeah. Got to the ATO game. Tied one on right again, but I didn't feel like beer. But for the first time, I got Palm Bays at TD Place. I don't know if anyone out there drinks Palm Bays, but they're just fantastic. Especially I mean, in delicious. a nice, hot, sunny day like that. They're far too sweet, but sometimes... I'm not, it's just right, sometimes man. I'm not sometimes feeling the hits just right. I need a boost. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, having said that, you can buy us beer. Yes, yes please, yeah. The answer, the, 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 our long rambling answer is bias as much beer as humanly possible. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you the last one because this one's all right. Let's you. close her out. How tense was Patty when Pacific was up one nil and it looked like they could get a second goal? <laughs> Buddy, uh, this so trip. <laughs> fucking went. Oh my god. Oh, that's all I could think about, honestly. So, so when they scored, I remember I just typed all caps in the chat. Fuck. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then I spent the next 30 minutes with like extreme anxiety. I was just like sitting on the edge of my couch with my mm-hmm. like hands in like prayer position. <laughs> just like, like, please just make it to halftime. Yeah. Carlos needs to talk to these boys. <laughs> so, and I think my, my wife also like kind of picked up on that. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I need to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is not so, ideal. Uh, what just happened was <laughs> <Yeah>. not ideal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, God damn it. Um, so, yes, I was absolutely mortified when they scored. <laughs> and then to, to to watch them roll into the half and almost score again a bunch of times. Yeah. Every time that, like, the ball was headed in, I was like, please, for the love of God, Nathan, I need you to save me. Please save yeah. me, Nathan. <laughs> and, and then he did. And then, like, literally, like I said, as soon as Malcolm put that ball in the net, I, like, jumped up. And I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so much so my wife was like, shut up. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night. I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like, I'm really. Let's fucking go. Now, like, Let's fucking go. Um, yeah. So yes, uh, to answer your question, I well, boy, yeah, I was, I was real, 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 real anxious, Annie, on for like most of that game. He was puckered. Uh, butthole puckered. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I'm glad <laughs> we pulled it out. And uh, yeah, I messaged. Uh, I sent a nice message to Malcolm Shaw to thank him for uh, you know what he did, and he sent me a nice message back, being there like, "Fuck yeah, see you next weekend." Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We're gonna. I'm gonna see all of you guys next weekend, you which is fucking it. great. Hell yeah, you'll love to see it. So Hell great yeah. mailbag, everybody. Good mailbag, always good. I know. Real, I real, real good, real I, good one. I didn't put the call for questions out because I was the one that was at the game and uh, a That's little, true. a little bit loopy in one way or the other. So I was. I didn't think of it. I was too. I was too busy hanging out with uh, with all fucking you people that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, it's true. And, That's true. You know. So speaking of that, um, this is a weird. This is a weird. Uh, you know, flip of roles. 
Johnny, how was the dub? <laughs> <laughs> it was massive. It was absolutely massive. And the the fact that I only that I only come like once in a while, it's like I I, I get um I don't see it sort of slowly and slowly grow each week and each week I get a snapshot like every like fucking eight or ten games or something. And so you notice the massive differences and, and it's just it's just been kicked up to another level, man. Uh, did you, you did you see the the, the tifo on the on the oh the yes yeah, yeah. So we were Bryce, looking... Bryce put that tifo together and that like holy so shit good. that was awesome yeah and it's uh, a giant a massive massive tifo yeah it was fantastic and then shout out to everyone that was involved in it and and putting it up and unfurling that it looked fucking awesome I know yeah uh, it was over uh, on the staircases over on the other side of the stadium but we were all looking over at it we we're all taking the pics and the videos and stuff and. Just pulled out all the stops for that game as well. I mean, we had a big inflatable ghost that said the <laughs> RIP Pacific FC on it, which is amazing. Um, I didn't even see that until like three quarters of the, when they panned to the crowd. And yeah. I was like, why did they? I was like, oh, that's sick. They have like a Halloween ghost. Yeah. And then I saw the like little side. as like RIP Pacific FC. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, there this go. is just next level <laughs> shithousery. And I, I love it. There was that. There was I don't know if you would have seen that on the broadcast, but there was a, a an octopus with like a balloon head on it. <laughs> I, mean, the, I did not. Okay, okay. So this is um, <laughs> this came out I think at the seventieth or the seventy fifth minute. But uh, yeah, this was a thing that someone was like, "Oh, watch at this minute." I'm not going to tell you what it is, but pay attention. I was like, "All right." So then they bring out this like octopus head uh, balloon, and it had these like pool noodle tentacles. And then Wally comes over with a sword and then pops the balloon and then glitter goes everywhere. What? And then it glittered everywhere. <laughs> and then and then they threw the tentacles out in the dub. And then that's why if you look at some of the pics for a while after that. Yeah, there's, I was wondering. With the, I saw, with the big pool noodles. Those are the tentacles yeah. from the octopus. Bro, that is unreal. Yeah, because I, I, I saw a picture and I was like, why does that guy have a pool noodle in his hand? Dub I mean, like. With tentacles. <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. I so had that's one what for I mean. a solid it's, like it's five ten minutes. It was it was. It's awesome. creative ass shit like that <laughs> that really like brings it. And I I mean I love I love being there honestly like being there. And again I'm really glad that you're getting to see where the dub has come because I've seen it most of the season right. Yeah. Like obviously I've only been over here for a couple months. Yeah. Um, but I got to see the the evolution from like what we were at the start of the season to where we are now. Mm. And then I'm so glad that you're able to kind of take over where i left off and get to see the like finished product mm -hmm. or like the close yeah. to finished product no exactly it's 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 always been great but all, obviously when it was fledgling it was you know just sort of finding its identity and, and picking up steam but the fact that now it's an it's a, it's a literal steamroller now it's fucking yeah nuts. and seeing seeing yeah, how hit, other, like critical mass and i love well, it no honestly and seeing how other people like respond to it as well like i had a buddy that was there with his kids and afterwards he sent me a bunch of pictures like with brandon and with wally and like oh the kids <laughs> loved it and they love wally and it's like everybody knows Wally now. Like everyone wants pictures with Wally. <laughs> they they love the ghost and like they were just losing it, man. The Lucho's the out there somewhere. The Lucho's out kid. there too. Oh my god, it was it was awesome. It was amazing, and it's just oh, it's unparalleled, amazing. man. It's it's the best it's the best uh, supporter section in the league, hands down. I yeah, know that's yeah. going to be a little controversial to uh, other people listening, but I don't care. It's incredible. Great, great work. We love you guys, and I can't wait to party and drink with you guys next weekend. Fuck yeah! Fuck, <laughs> Fuck yeah! yeah. Speaking of next weekend. Yeah. What do we got? All right. We got a new segment here? We do yeah, a little bit. Um, so normally this is where we talk about the next match for ATO, mm -hmm. but Johnny and I have kind of decided to take <clears> a little bit of a different tack and do a bit of a deeper dive into the matchup this weekend, especially because it's the can champs. Yep. So, well, the, the CPO. <laughs> the Fuck, CPL. man, we have so many, like, I don't know what to call it at this point. It's the, you got the regular season, then you got the can champs, then you got the CPL Canada Premier League. It's the plate. Like, 
it's the plate. For the it's plate. the plate one. <laughs> We're going for the plate one. Um, so yeah, so record leading after the championship. So like, we'll we'll put this in perspective for you guys. So you can kind of get a little bit of a broad strokes overview of what we're going into this weekend. So, uh, so yeah, so our record leading into the championship um, <clears throat> for both teams, last five games of the season, <clears throat> including the two semifinal legs. So, uh, win, win, draw, win, draw. Yeah. Let it go. That's yeah. that's where we're at. Um, Forge is win, loss, draw. Win, oh, sorry, loss, win, loss, win, win, draw, win, draw, win. Yeah. So basically, we're one point. One point separates us. We've got. Points we've each got points. three wins, and we've each got a draw. We but have one of our draws, and they have a loss. So technically, exactly. we're just a little bit better in form. We have a I little mean, bit of an edge. It's a bit negligible. The difference. It is. It's basically non-existent. Very neck and neck. Um, our, fa- our, our, our face-off record with Forge this season is one win, one loss, one draw. Mm. So and the goal differential is plus three for Forge because they had a four nothing win against us this season. One so, win, one loss, two draws. Which I mean, sorry, two draws. Same yes. same thing. It's it's all it's all level it, except for their GD is way better than ours because of that four nil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they have a plus three GD, um, but essentially one win, one loss, <clears> two draws. Yeah. Um. So if we look at kind About of as the, er- it's it's basically even going in stats stats wise for yeah. wins and losses. Yeah. Um. But if we're looking at players that I'm going to call players ATO needs to worry about. Yeah. So really, to, to me, number one, I'm going to say Kyle Becker, because I do think that somehow he's going to win his his appeal for the red card. <laughs> it's, 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 worth fucking, cons- it's worth considering it for sure. When, when Yeah, we're I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that he should. But if he does, I mean, Becker has been a, a, a linchpin piece, I think, of a lot of. Uh, forges set piece plays so yeah. corners especially he yeah. is lethal lethal mm. on corners yeah he averages 1.4 shots a game um but his real again his real threat is as a playmaker he has mm. six, six assists this season uh and has created nine big chances and averages a key pass per game which is like on average for 28 games in the season mm-hmm. that's excellent um and his corners again something we don't defend the best against are probably some of the best in the league so i think if if becker's back that's a player that we're really gonna have to focus on. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that he's not. <laughs> um so the the next player for sure is Tristan Borges. I mean, well, you can't is, talk if, about if we if we want to talk about Kyle Becker as well. Um Okay, yeah. I yeah. know you I know you mentioned uh his set piece taking and his corner taking, and that is, you know, very deadly. Um yep. obviously that's something he does very well. he's also just the absolute engine and heart of that team. I mean, we talk, I mean, he's their captain. He's yeah, he's true. you know he's been one of the best players in the league for the entire existence of it. So when when the when the going gets tough and if we're friggin' draw if we, if we if it's still a draw and going in the last 10 15 minutes of the game that's a key type of player that can be creative and find a new way to go through a low block defense. So yeah. that's yeah. someone that yeah. if they're missing him that will be huge for us. I know and it would be so good. Yeah. And I'm really hoping they are because I honestly think again looking at that red card in a vacuum it was a clear it was a clear red oh yeah like, let's, for sure. let's let's not let's call a spade a spade here yeah um but if we're talking about more threats for us without kyle becker or with <laughs> kyle becker uh tristan borges oh, yeah. um six goals this season i think he's tied with blue or all yes. anyway yeah tied with blue <clears throat> he is tied with blue um he converts 16 percent of his shots into goals that's, which is really that's pretty very clinical. good <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good clinical. Um, but over and above his ability to score, he has seven assists and 80% pass accuracy, averaging over 28 games, yeah. which is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, his weakness, I'm going to say if he has a weakness, it's by far his ability to win duels because he can't win them to save his life. Yeah. Um, so 
so if we're going to counter and Carlos, if slash the fact that, yeah, you're listening. I know you're, I know you're out there. Cargo. <laughs> I know you're out there. Um, I see you, Cargo. I so, see you. yeah. So if we can pressure him into making mistakes, which I've seen us do in the past, then I think that we can, we can kind of negate Tristan Borges offensive capability to the point where we can pressure him to the outside. Mm. And I think that's really what we have to do is just keep pressuring them to take garbage shots because yeah. those are the shots that Nathan's going to be able to scoop out. Yeah. Um, lastly, I'm going to say my final pick for players to worry about, but also the fact that like, he's probably the most, you know, deadly threat to us is Wubin's uh, Passius. Passius. Yeah. No, he's, he's yeah. what a so, fucking player that kid is. Fuck, man. Since joining Forge, he has been a force. 12 yeah. goals, including the one that put Forge through to the finals against us. He got yeah. the second goal of the last yeah. game. He averages nearly two shots a game and has converted 23% of his shots into goals. One, Almost one out of four of his <laughs> shots are goals, which is absurd. That's an absurd stat for a forward in our That's league. That's stupid. Um, I mean, talk about I mean, he's, he's the striker that every team in the league would want to have. You know, that yes, are that yes. are few and far between and aren't fucking easy to come by. The ones that convert a quarter of their shots and are just absolute deadly clinical poachers. He's that guy. Yep. And he scores off headers, but, too. He scored off a corner in the first leg of those semis, too. That's what we're talking did, yes, about, being true. afraid yep. of this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, no, I agree with you. Um, but that being said, um, most of his goals, um, and this is kind of a good stat for us, okay. um, he has only had one goal of his 12 outside the box. And that's where we keep most of our attacking players is outside the box. Exactly. So I think if we can force him to the outside, mm. as we are generally very good at, we can contain him, but that will take a Herculean effort <laughs> from our defensive line to keep him from getting inside the box to take shots. Because when he's inside the box, he absolutely buries goals. I think 11 of his 12 goals are from, yeah, 11 of his 12 goals are from inside the box. Yeah. So I think as long as we can keep him outside the box, I think we can, we can negate his offensive power, which is really what I think we need to do. Yeah. If there's any player I'm most worried about, it's Wubin's Passius. Yeah. Um, we, we either keep him outside the box or keep him stranded inside the box, right? Get him no service. Yeah. Make sure that nothing's yeah. coming to him. Um, One or the other. I as think, long as he's not taking shots. Uh, yeah, I, I think isolating him, you're absolutely right, is, is something we absolutely need to do. And um, it's interesting, though, because we're, we're so... We're pragmatic, but we're also bullish about playing the way that we play. So are, are we going to put anyone man-to-man marking him, or are we just going to do what we do and as a unit sort of push him into those areas where he's not effective? Who knows? I'm sure we've got a plan. Yeah, but, um, yeah I, I, and I'm hoping Carlos does. I'm hoping the plan includes someone just pushing him outside the box. Con- yeah. Like, just constant pressure. I yeah, think yeah. as long as we can keep Passius under constant pressure, we'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna add to this list, I am gonna put yeah. uh, I'm gonna put on David Schwanier because uh, yeah. I yeah, think Schwanier is quiet has for the past four years has been quietly one of the best players in the league. You know, I I don't think he gets nearly the accolades he deserves. Um, I know that Forge fans sometimes they say they obviously watch him more than I do, um, but I guess they say that he can have a bit of a consistency problem, which is probably why you know his brother plays in the MLS and he plays in the CPL as you know yeah. brutal as that kind of sounds but when he is on he is fucking on and i mean yeah. i've 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 you know every time i've seen them play us he skins our left back every time constantly all game and it's he's just deadly he can assist from there he can score from there he will dummy your defender like it's nothing and then dummy the next one right afterwards so 
I think he's really one that we really have to watch our left side because if he's just assaulting us constantly there, it's going to be a yeah. long, long evening. Yeah, which is why, again, I think all of us are hoping that Max Tiso just puts up a, a, a great game. Because yeah. I think when Max Tiso's on <clears throat> on the left wing, he's on. When he's off, he's definitely off. Yeah. But we've seen him have fairly consistent performance leading up to this game, and I'm really hoping that it continues. Mm-hmm. Because if he's able to put up the type of play we know that Max can, he might be able to contain Schwanier as well. Because I agree, Schwanier is, is, is a bit of a, a dark horse, I think, yeah. in, in this game. I know that when when we've been destroyed by them, like with the four nil, especially, we were talking about how that was, uh, you know, a coaching blunder and how we let them attack the wings too much. I know earlier in this episode we talked about how that's part of our plan. We give them the wings and then invite the crosses because we know they're not going to do anything with it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we pull a trick move and then play a four at the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what what we probably did the last one or two times we played four. Is actually not do the three or five at the back. Is do the four at the back to try and actually negate that wing play because. It's one thing to let them do the wing play and, and 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 snuff out any cross that comes in. It's another thing to try and do that when their wingers are as good as David Schwanier and Tristan Borges are. Like sometimes yeah. you, you can't let them do that, even if you want to, because they're just better than you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because you got yeah you got Schwanier and then you got uh, usually you got like uh, someone like uh, you're going to be see Borges on the left. Oh, Jarvis in the midfield. Yeah, no, him going one two with Hodge. Fucking forget about it. They're incredible. Yeah. Yep. So again, lots of lots of lots of strengths in Forge, and again, I'm not I'm not discounting Forge at all. Um, do I dislike them? Yes, along with everyone else. Do I <laughs> do I painfully dis dis dislike Bobby Smirniotis? Yes, 100. I think he's a clown. I think he's an absolute clown. Yeah. Who complains loudly about every every time they lose? It's not his fault. Yeah. So, and I hate I hate coach I hate coaches like that. I hate yeah. coach I hate players like that. But I hate I especially hate coaches like that. Um, so yes, I, I think that there, there, there's a lot of tools in the forge toolbox mm-hmm. that they can use to hurt us. Yeah. But I think that as long as we stick to our plan, our, our game plan, as long as Carlos plans the way he has consistently planned up to this point, especially in the last five to 10 games that we've had, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think that as long as we have some players that step up, uh, and and we don't have anyone dropping any stinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're I think we're going to be in good shape to to win the microwave plate. Yeah, well, I think we're going to be freaking revved up and ready to go in front of that home. Crowd. Oh, we you and I will be. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tickets, are already on sale for the final. They are. You can get them on the the Ticketmaster website. Um, the middle. It, it, I looked at it just before recording this, and they've opened up the north side already, like they did for the last game. Um, <laughs> a, week, a week, like literally, like one day after the last know, game. They're like, ah, shit, we've sold Amazing. so many tickets. So, uh, it, on the south side, a lot of the middle sections are actually already approaching sold out. The very middle one is, well, I would actually call it sold out. I think it's only single tickets now um, available around there. Yeah. Um, there, w- I don't know if it's it's not live at the moment. It might be live by the time this podcast goes live. But before the fi- before the actual game, uh, the public W section link on our website should be live. If you aren't a season seat member and you want to sit in the dub, uh, imminently that ticket will be live that uh, that link for tickets will be live uh i, t- I tell you what johnny i yeah. will check that really quickly right now while everyone's on the line there we go <laughs> i'll open you guys are getting it live and direct live here and direct. uh so so i just click the w by atletico ottawa you are currently able to buy tickets on the capital city supporters group special offer 
in the dub. Get it. Get your tickets. Shit is going to be fucking massive. Go, then. Let's go. You heard Let's it here first. Go. Let's, Let's go, go, boys. Far <laughs> <laughs> down, boys. There may be a special event on Saturday evening at the GCP. The details are being ironed out, but stay tuned to the socials for further details about that. You know, we're going to do finals week big, baby. It's the only way we know how to do stuff. The March to the Match from the GCP on Sunday. Get there for four. The match. The March will depart at five. Uh, same as this last one, an hour before kickoff. It's got to be. Yep. The timing is tight. Playoff merch is available. Still, it's all great. Massive T-shirt is actually still available, size double XL and up. Tune into the pre-match hot stove on Saturday. I bet it's going to be a banger because I, th- you know, we we want every t- team's fans in the league to tune into this one because it's the only game happening. It's the only important thing happening. Everybody, get in there, have your hot takes, and uh, just get clowned by Joey and Eddie. As as normally happens <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> true. true, 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 true. You better be you bet you better have your facts and your receipts, and you better have it all if oh, you're yeah. gonna go toe to toe with those guys. No, exactly. It's gonna be a bloodbath, and I'm gonna love every second of it. Uh, yep. Speaking of the GCP, obviously we are gonna have our World Cup watch parties in November, so make sure you get on that. It is gonna be the official home of the Voyageurs in Ottawa, watching the World Cup. Yeah, GCP. So get on that. But first, we have a final, Patty. Any last thoughts before this? This is the biggest game ever. Biggest game ever. Biggest game ever. <laughs> biggest game in club history, obviously. Uh, it's, 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 what other word can I use except massive? And I don't want to fucking keep using that word, but there's no <laughs> other word I would use to describe where we're headed on Sunday. Johnny will be there. I will be there. Uh, Billy's coming up from London, I'm pretty sure. Fuck yeah. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be, just absolute scenes, limbs, whatever. If you're, whether you're a football fan or you're not a football fan, um, or you're a casual or you're a diehard for whatever team you support, if you live in Ottawa, just get your butt out to TD Place on Sunday and cheer for the boys and stripes as we try. Well, you know what? Let's not say that. As we try to bring it home, as we bring home the microwave plate. <laughs> what else can I say? Vamos, Let's go. We'll see you next time. Vamos!